Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Last Friday, we took a look back at Sitka's 2020. Today, we bring you the year in review from some of our sister stations around Southeast, in Wrangell, Petersburg, and starting in Ketchikan. In Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. The coronavirus pandemic shaped a strange year in the far southeast reaches of the state. On St. Patrick's Day, officials in Ketchikan reported the first positive coronavirus test in southeast Alaska. That was before masks, travel restrictions, and lockdowns, and the virus spread quickly at first. After the governor ordered some businesses to close and local officials encouraged folks to hunker down, the immediate threat passed. But the threat of the pandemic was two-pronged, not just a public health crisis, but an economic catastrophe for Ketchikan and much of southeast Alaska after health officials banned cruising in U.S. waters. Jewelry store owner Vinay Kimani said in June that the cruise industry shutdown was devastating. It's hard enough to survive the winter, but when the industry shut down... It's a 19-month impact, in, in other words, with no revenue. It would be November before the public health threat returned in earnest. Ketchikan saw a serious COVID-19 outbreak that infected more than 100 people. The cluster eventually led to the area's lone reported death associated with COVID-19, Julie Wasuli of Saxman. It was a year of spirited debate in local government. Residents clashed on face masks, LGBTQ civil rights, whether students should return to in-person school, and the future of the city-owned port. Though two companies submitted proposals to take over dock operations, many residents rallied against the idea. A newly elected city council ended the process in October. Kara Jones and Paula Weisel run the Arctic, Ketchikan's oldest bar. They say it felt like the winter never really ended. I mean, by the end of February, it's time for a change because everybody's out of each other's throats. The locals are cranky. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and in a good way. The locals are a little crankier than normal. While Ketchikan residents didn't have to compete with tourists to enjoy the downtown waterfront, they had another foe to contend with, an unceasingly, record-breakingly rainy summer. But the year was not without its bright spots. For about a month, a humpback whale named Phoenix boosted local spirits with near-daily feedings downtown in November. While the rain dampened spirits for much of the year, it posed a more serious threat in December. Nearly two feet of rain fell in an eight-day span, and a reservoir upstream of downtown Ketchikan started to fill up. Officials warned the dam was on the brink of failing and encouraged residents to evacuate. Ketchikan Public Utilities Electric Division Manager Andy Donato. So we have two areas that we're concerned about. One is the actual dam. But more importantly is uh, the low-lying places along the creek. But after dire rainfall predictions didn't pan out, officials canceled the evacuation. The future remains uncertain for Ketchikan, but there is a ray of hope. Doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and first responders are receiving doses of a COVID-19 vaccine. And city officials, business leaders, and public health experts are planning for what a 2021 cruise season might look like. Some have floated the prospect of a bubble, but key ports in Canada and the lower 48 remain closed, and cruise lines haven't said when they'll return to Alaska. In Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. An ongoing local debate throughout the entire year was over the need for the state's road project on Kupernoff Island near Cake. 
The state paid out a portion of the $40 million earmarked for the Cake Access Project to recondition existing forest roads around Portage Bay. Meanwhile, that project still awaits U.S. Army Corps of Engineers approval for new segments of road and a boat ramp. The first Alaskan to die after testing positive with COVID-19 was a Petersburg resident, Pete Erickson. He had been medevaced to Seattle in February with other serious health issues and is believed to have contracted the disease while there. The pandemic meant the first time that the community's Little Norway Festival was canceled, although some local residents found ways to mark the occasion anyway. On June 1st, two of the seafood processing companies that have traditionally operated here, Ocean Beauty and Icicle Seafoods, merged wild salmon and groundfish operations. That new company is called OBI Seafoods. On July 4th, 109 years to the day after her birth in Petersburg, organizers unveiled a new mural that honors Alaska Native civil rights leader Elizabeth Paratrovich. She fought for the children to get better education. She fought for Native people to have better homes, better jobs. Later that month, four people were killed in a vehicle wreck off Mitkoff Highway on the south end of the island. It was a dismal fishing season for salmon in southeast with some of the lowest returns in decades combined with historically low prices. Multiple communities in the region have asked for a disaster declaration. In October, the Trump administration announced a rollback of the Clinton-era roadless rule in Alaska. That decision will open up new areas to logging and road building on the nearly 17 million acre Tongass National Forest. The decision's already being challenged in court. The year closed out with more rain records falling in December, a hunting trip visit by the president's son, and the first COVID vaccines going out in the community. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. If we're to scrabble for a theme in Wrangell this year, it might be water. The year began with a cold snap and struggles keeping the pipes from freezing up. As the year wraps up, we're having trouble meeting state water quality standards and having continuing issues with a high level of disinfection byproducts flowing from the tap. Water, like ferry cuts, leaving seasonal workers stranded pre-pandemic. Wrangell's winter ferry schedule is virtually non-existent, which local businesses say has a profound impact on their bottom line. Wrangell's Mayor Steve Prasenka and City Manager Lisa Von Bargen say that leaves them feeling like Wrangell is a second-class community. At some point, you know, you start feeling like a, a second-class community. Uh, well, we're starting to wonder what we've done to get them upset. Right. Like, what, what, what have we, you know, are we not doing something right? Is there something in our water? Like, let's get this sorted out, folks. If we were conspiracy-minded. Which we sort of are, but wrong. not really. <laughs> Speaking of cuts, this was the first year Wrangell didn't have its own fish and game office. The governor vetoed requests to return the ADF&G office and an Office of Children's Services caseworker as well. Returning to water, the lack of a cruise season, abysmal salmon returns, ups and downs bringing fishermen to Wrangell, and only one operating fish processing plant. There is, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. Wrangell's first positive case of COVID-19 was announced in early June. Wrangell tried to place additional COVID restrictions on travelers only to be shut down at the state level. Moving later into the year, Wrangell's 4th of July was a more muted affair than the usual week-long festivities with just an extended parade route and fireworks. 
Tragedy struck in late July as two siblings and Wrangell High School graduates were killed in a car wreck on Metcalf Island while taking a break from their fishing season. The community came together, pouring out support for the Decker family and committing to finish Wrangell's Mariner's Memorial in honor of the two siblings. At the schools, Wrangell managed in-person classes after a week's delay, even expanding the elementary school schedule to full day. The high school's principal left suddenly in the spring, and the superintendent resigned in the fall after a controversial school supply shopping trip. Here in the end of the year, stormy weather meant blackouts on the island, as Wrangell batted the idea of a mask mandate back and forth throughout the fall, ultimately passing an ordinance that lasted for three weeks. This is, of course, a snippet of the news in Wrangell in 2020. But much of that wasn't good. How about the good stuff? Any good parts to the water theme? Well, how about Kurt Broderson of Myers Truck, who survived his boat sinking and was rescued in a terrible storm by a daring Coast Guard crew? But when I got about halfway across Union Bay, I saw this red light in the sky, and I remember thinking, I wonder what those guys are doing out in this miserable conditions. And after a while, I realized they were looking for me. Wrangell's Christmas boat parade floated on with three sparkling boats braving the waves this winter. Our first doses of COVID-19 vaccine arrived on the water via float plane. Wrangell came together in tragedy. Neighbors showed up to save a man's life as his trailer burned down. We showed up to vote with a more than 50% turnout in the general election for the first time in over a decade. When storms meant a canceled tree lighting, anonymous artists put together an iconic replacement made of sticks and safety cones, fondly remembered as the Grinch tree. Here's Tom Waiter, Wrangell's public works director. I, I definitely got a little chuckle out of it, especially when I saw somebody comment underneath that, well, pretty much sums up 2020. And I thought, yep, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Wrangell was recognized statewide and nationally as our assistant wrestling coach won a national award. And our Parks and Rec director was honored on the state level. And Wrangell's Citizens of the Year, named in February, the town's two recognizable photographers, Vince Balansag and Rich Einert, have continued to document life around town, pandemic or no. And there's the news that Wrangell's weekly newspaper will have a new, and an old, owner, Larry Persilli, who's taking over the Sentinel once again after selling it back in the 1980s. 2020 has been an odd, tough year. Wrangell feels the sting of the pandemic and an economically disastrous year. But we've also come together, finding joy in the silly things and sending out 2020 with a bang. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. That was Eric Stone with KRBD in Ketchikan, Joe Vicknicki with KFSK in Petersburg, and Sage Smiley with KSTK in Wrangell. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at our weather for Monday, January 4th, 2021. Today, mostly cloudy. Rain showers likely. Highs in the lower 40s. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Have a great morning.